Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560, The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Question of the day is give me a vehicle that you know uh, mimics or is made off of another vehicle. I've got somebody that sent one in from the text line as well. Real quick, I wanted to finish up with John and Shank because I didn't really have time to get into all of the details there. So rule of thumb is, and I know this is not exactly correct on tires, but rule of thumb is that first number will tell you the height. Yes, the second number is the aspect ratio, which is the... You know, basically, that means that that number is equal to the the percentage. So if it's a 70, it's 70% of the tire's width is the height. But again, if you just think of that first number, in John's case, a 265, 70, 17, a 285 is going to be taller because there's more overall, you know, dimension of the tire, I guess I could say, in that. And, and again, the biggest, the easiest thing to do. On all of this, rather than even listening to somebody at a tire store, if you're looking to change tire size, which typically you don't want to do, you want to keep exactly what's on the vehicle that it came with and so on. There's lots of various reasons why everything from how the vehicle works with stability control, the computer and so on, uh, even the ABS braking. But in the case of John, where he's looking to do a little bit different with the Forerunner, which in his case is okay to do, best thing to do is go to the manufacturer's website of the tire choice that you're looking at. And then go look at the tire size chart so you can literally see exactly what is the overall height, the diameter, the whole nine yards. It's all spelled out in inches, by the way. They're typically not done in metrics. It's in inches, so you can really see from one tire to the next what you're getting. To me, that's the best way to do it rather than even relying on what the manufacturer puts on as the actual size. Go look at the actual physical measurements when you're looking to do something like John's doing so you know exactly what you're doing. That's the best way to do it. Uh, Jeff and and Golden, what's going on? Not much, Matty. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. Uh, Glad to hear you call in. Yeah, yeah. I just I love your show, man. I was if that guy's still listening on that on them tires for the uh, for the Forerunner. I'm actually working on. I'm cleaning one right now, ah. and I be- I backed up and I was turning, and the tires rubbed a little. You know what I mean? I was yes. Like, yes. So I'll look, and I just to give you some real world stuff if he's uh, listening, but. This one has those two eighty five seventy seventeens on it. It's a twenty one. Okay. So and it runs fine, everything. But when you do full turn and back up, you know you hear so it. So they do so. rub. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you for that, Jeff. So there you go, John. If you do the two eighty five seventies, are going to rub a little. And those are the uh, Falcons. And okay. like you say, maybe some guys he might want to look. And if there's a manufacturer with two eighty fives that are 
typically a little shorter than I'd maybe go. Yeah, I, you know, Jeff, that's the other misconception I think a lot of folks have is that every manufacturer that builds a 265, 7017 are exactly the same. Back in the day when I was building, you know, four-wheel drives and off-road rigs and so on, and it's the same today. It hasn't changed. You th- you could have an inch difference in height from one, you know, 265 to somebody else's 265. They are not all exactly the same. Exactly. So it's just something to yep. note for everybody listening. Uh, what else I had for you? Oh, the, uh, yeah, we were talking about a Prius. That's what got me to call. I turned right on and he was talking about Prius and the yes. gas mileage. I, I picked up, I bought a, uh, an 05 Prius. They say the 05 to 09 are some that have the least amount of problems and everything. And I went with an 05. I paid three grand for the little car. I had to put a little pump on it. Like there's like a little teeny pump up by the charging system or whatever that goes out on them. But it was actually super easy to do, and the car's getting, yeah, I, I'm about right where you were. You know what I mean? I can get it up into that 45 range sometimes. Nice. You know? So that's a nice. 200,000-mile car, the batteries. I checked. Uh, you can scan and see how the right. batteries, all of them, they had refreshed them right before I purchased the car. So, And they're all, and the more, I think on a deal like that, the more you drive the little thing, the better those batteries. They yes. Can, they just keep, and they're all, I mean, they've actually gotten better as I've driven this car nice. a lot. So. Nice. Good yeah. for you. So, nice. Yeah, good job, good. Jeff. Everything's going good. I'm excited to hear back with you from SEMA. I may have to, where is that again? Vegas. That Chicago, or Detroit, Vegas. Okay. Vegas. And that's next weekend? It's next week. It starts, so actually they start setting up now. There's guys that are now setting up. Show starts Tuesday, runs through Friday at about 4, I believe. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd like to I'd check out. If you see any, yeah, the detailed stuff on the ceramics and stuff like that. No, I will but, let you, you know. know. I, I just picked up, I did use a little, I bought a that Chemical Guys, they have a ceramic now, and it was like a, you know, it's probably the cheaper end, but I did buy a bottle of it. I did my boat and stuff and did a couple cars, and it is. The ceramic, you can't tell. It's yes. got something, you know what I mean? There's stuff in there you can, that's yep. going to last longer. There's a bonding that happens there, so you're correct, Jeff. Yeah, and like you say, the more you spend, I mean, yeah, if you want to get one that's going to last you six months outside, yeah, it's probably not going to be the $29 bottle. Correct, correct, you're right. uh, But even the $29 bottle, you know what I mean, just to go just a little more better, you know, than your Carnuba or whatever. That's right. Yeah, it's better, you know, for sure. Good point. Jeff, as always, appreciate you, man. Good man. Hey, quick, you know my, I I was talking to my dad, you you know my mother. I do. You, You I guess surely with uh, Mastercraft truck equipment. I guess you. Oh yes, yes, yes. Work. Oh yes. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy cow! I was like, yes. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I dealt with them a lot back in the day. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. That's mom and dad. Okay, so they're doing, gotcha. They're doing. They're doing well. My dad's still restoring cars. They just. Awesome. She just bought. She just bought her car when she first moved here. She bought a, a Mustang when she was eighteen. Whatever, sold it. Blah blah blah. She found it on the, you know, she she searched she searched the car with the van, found it, and has bought it back, and it's just about completely restored nice. now. Down nice. at West Side West Side uh, Upholstery right now. You ever go? You ever deal with him? I never Dan have. No, I never have. I'll give him if you'd let West Side Upholstery. That is the neatest. Okay. It's right there, just west of uh, Sheridan, like two blocks on Colfax. It is the oldest. This guy. By far the best upholsterer, neatest little shop. The guy's been doing upholstery for like 50 years. He's an old Vietnam veteran. And then right next door is Ernie, and he's like a classic car mechanic. So you got like, it's just a, a classic right there. car. 
Nice. Right yeah, there. no, yeah. I, yeah, no. F- tell your folks hi and uh, great tip on the interior. Thank you, Jeff. All right, buddy, later. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. And yeah, tell your folks hi. Appreciate that very much. Mike and Littleton, you're next, sir. Go ahead. Hey, John, I hate to differ with you, but I think you're completely backwards on your tire number descriptions. Okay. Uh, the first number is, is the width from sidewall to sidewall in millimeters. Correct. So that's what well, you're saying it was the height. But it's well, the it. It does have to do with the height because the bigger that number in relation to the second number, which is the aspect ratio, gives you the height of the tire. No, the aspect rate. Well, the aspect ratio is the multiplier of the width. Correct. At a fifty series tire, let's say let's say you had a two fifty five first number. That that that's basically ten inches in millimeters. Okay. And at a fifty series, then it's it's going to be five inches high on your sidewall, give or take whatever their manufacturing tolerance Correct. are. But but the first number is not is not the height at but all. But it either. does play into the height, Mike, because if that middle number is shorter and so so even in your case, you go from a two fifty five to a two eighty five, it's gonna be a taller tire, even on the same fifty series. No it's not. Yes it is. Two fifty it has to, Mike, because it's going to grow in height. For example, if you take a 265 7017 oh, okay. and a 285 7017, the 285 right. will be taller than the 265. Yeah, a, 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 a 255 70 is going to be taller than a 255 50. Correct. Well, and, and, and the opposite is true. If I've got a 265 50, it's taller than a 255 50. Yes. Yes. Because of the Correct. Basic math. Correct. Yeah, so what that number is, is, is so we're, we're saying the same thing. It's just what I'm trying to do is explain to people in as much layman's term as I can. When they just go look at a tire size, yes, everything you just said is correct. But in basic layman's terms, when you look at that middle number being the same, so say you're looking at a 70 series tire, if you go from 245 to 285, you're much taller with a 285. Now, on my race car, I run 275. Uh, I run two seventy five fifties at the track. I run two seventy five fifties on the street to get a taller tire. There you go. But, but by 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 the actual definition, I think the way you're describing it is a bit confusing. Tire rack says, just looking. The first three numbers of a typical size are the indicated section width in millimeters. Period. Which no one out there in a layman, you know, on the on the street would know what you just said. Well. Section with, yeah, and then then they say that divide by twenty five point four, and that turns your millimeters into inches. Correct. Again, for most people, especially the truck guys, where you're trying to get a different tire, or even you in the race car end of it. Go to the manufacturer's website. Go look at the actual tire that you're looking at. Go look at exactly in inches how tall and wide it is because, again, every manufacturer is not going to be exactly the same in that. You know, a Toyo uh, 285-70-17 may be different than a BF Goodrich Mud Terrain 285-70-17 is my point. Well, I'll tell you something that, that confirms what you're saying about the manufacturer's tolerances being different i would like to, i'd like to run hoosiers on my car and i can't find a hoosier that fits my car as well as a mickey thompson there you go great example just because, just because they're manufactured yep, that's right 
That's another reason, Mike, and this I know this is kind of a little bit off topic, but it's not because a lot of folks driving SUVs, all wheel drives especially, but SUVs and anything four wheel drive, they'll ruin a tire. And they'll run out on, you know, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, whatever, and they think, oh, I found a used tire that's exactly the same size. You know, on the side of the tire, it's the same size as my tire. They'll go put it on and then wonder why they end up with drivetrain problems later because that tire is not exactly the same as the other three. Well, because they didn't check the rollout. Exactly. That's, well, that, that, but, you know, even if they're all brand new, you could have three yeah. BF Goodriches and then go to a, I don't know, go to a Cooper. The reality is they will most likely not be identical in the rollout. Right, right. It has to be same brand, same everything. I've also yeah. found, believe this or not, Mike, over the years, you know, again, when I had my stores and doing everything, you could even take different batches on some of those and measure one batch, you know, you, you know, six months later, you've got a, t- you got a tire on the shelf, you order a set of new ones in, you could even take measurements, and depending upon what they had done and when they were made, they may not even be exactly the same. The guys running top fuel and funny car do exactly that. They measure the rollout on yep. the tire and mark them so that they do get an exact match when they put them on the car. Tell you what, Mike, there are some, this is something most people don't know, but there's some SUVs and four-wheel drives running around that are so critical on what I just said that if you're not measuring those things when they go on, you're going to have drivetrain problems. And nobody does that. And no one does. You're 100% correct. That's one of one of the real problems with everything being all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive today. If you get a, I'll call it a destructive type of flat that cannot be repaired. You're buying you're four. Relatively, you're buying four. That's right. And, yeah, and you know what, Mike, what you just said, spot on. No one, even the tire guys, Larry and I were just talking about this at the top of the hour, even the tire stores and the folks that work there will not tell them what you and I just said. My wife just got back from a long trip, and before she left, we had a discussion about tires. She said, what do I do if I get a flat that can't be repaired? I said, you're going to be buying four tires. Yep. You're going to go to Discount Tire yep. along the highway, get get the car towed by AAA, and you're going to wind up buying four brand-new tires. And, and, Mike, no one, even inside of our own industry, that, that's, the, that's the sad part about some of what goes on even in our, in, in our own industry. No one is telling people what you just said to your wife. No one is. Well, she, they, they would yeah, say, oh, just go buy a new tire and you'll be in good shape. No, you're not. No, she was smart enough to ask the question. <laughs> what do I do? Because she knows we've had this Good discussion. for her. We, I mean, we, cause we, th- this is a bigger them. deal. Than, and, and, Mike, I cannot tell you over the years how many drivetrains I repaired, you know, transfer cases, differentials, things along those lines, how many of those things you repaired over the years. And it's more critical now than it was even 10 years ago. But I, 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 I fixed hundreds of thousands of dollars of repairs back in the day because of what we're talking about and no one no one talked about it enough no uh-uh. yeah and like I said, everybody thinks it's great and wonderful to have that in the winter time and so on but it's gonna gonna come back and bite you if you sure will it. it sure will and, and it, it again this is a huge uh, maybe problem isn't the right word but I, I just I think it's it's it, it is a problem because there's so much lack of knowledge in what we're talking about even among manufacturer to manufacturer even you know tire type to tire type inside the same manufacturer they will not be exactly the same no, no, no I, I I certainly know that we would never mix brands and mix sizes or anything like that well I mean on on my on my older cars I've, I've got a 69 dodge that's got the dodge sure grip. Um, they say that if, if you have mismatched tires on the rear, if you get a flat and your spare isn't the same size, you'll take out the sure grip in about 50 miles. Yep. 
Yep. So Again, th- this is when I probably should start hitting harder, especially as we head into winter and people are looking at doing different things with yeah, – and, and I know, because here's the other thing I think, Mike, that happens a lot. Tires are expensive. They're a wearable item. There's something that it's sort of like going and getting your, your teeth cleaned or your eyes checked or, you know, some of the things that we just have to do. We don't like doing it, but we go and do it. We just do it out of necessity. I think tires kind of end up being the same way. Nobody likes buying them because they're so expensive and they know they're going to do it again. Well, a set of 20s for my wife's Durango costs right at 1200 bucks. There you and go. I'm, I haven't bought They may be more now, but, uh, yeah, they're right at 1200 bucks, and And we... They last forever because we run Lizax in the winter. There you go. All seasons in the summer. Good one. Run the tires to the point where not every tire shop will even work on them. You got it. You're 100% correct, Mike. Spot on. Mike, again, thank you. Good good stuff. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, Great reminder on all of that, by the way. Uh, Lines open, by the way. We'll come right back. 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is the place for all of your car care and vehicle maintenance needs. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, and now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition for fall. Geno's will prepare your car with a belt and hose check for cracks and make sure your fluid levels are correct. How long has it been since you've had your oil changed? Geno's can check to see that your heater is working properly. Remember that any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents, so put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? 
maybe some prescription sunglasses, will look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right, since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Drive Radio, KLZ 560-303-477-5600 is our phone number. Bill and Centennial, you're next. Hey, good. You, uh, you guys' show's kind of leaning towards tires and tire sizes. Yeah, no, that's, we, we can go any direction, so that's fine. We, we kind of got off on that, and that's fine. Good. Well, first of all, I don't have an example of a, a car that they copied, except the very first one was the Opel GT looked like a mini Corvette. I agree with that. Um, I have two different vehicles. I have an Envoy that can be two-wheel drive or four-wheel mm-hmm. drive. You know, you can switch it. And then I also have an all-wheel drive car. Now, obviously, when I replace tires on all-wheel drive, I do all four of them. Now, winter's coming. What if I bought a set of snow tires, because uh, I have all-season tires? Do I want to buy four tires for the all-wheel drive and also uh, snow tires for the Envoy that could be two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive? Yes. Or what? Can you go into a little detail? Yes, you would. You'd want to buy all four on both of those vehicles because of the things we just mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, uh, you know, as we were talking, uh, you know, we, we need to make sure that we're, we're handling all of that correctly with we Mike was calling. Um, even with the two, even when I have the Envoy and two wheel drive, yes, I switch it over to four wheel drive in really bad condition. You'd okay. still in, in that case, especially in that case, you'd want to make sure that all tires are the same diameter and you will not get that if you put one set on the back and a different set on the front. Okay, well, since I drive, I live here in the suburbs. I don't live up in the mountains where, you know, we have a lot of snow. Do you recommend a certain brand of, like, the Blizztex or something on it? I really do. I, for the wintertime, on, on whether it's snow, ice especially, I love the Blizztex. It's just a brand that, that I have found. I run those on my Bolt. In fact, getting those put back on on Tuesday. Uh, I'll run those all winter long. Uh, I, I like that, especially for, like, a front-wheel drive car where you don't have that extra uh, you know, with an all-wheel drive. Now, on the all-wheel drives, Bill, uh, that's your call. You could run just a good, whatever your choice of good, solid, you know, mud and snow tire is, all-season tire you could do. It, it, this really comes down to you and what do you want to run on it. The Blizzax, when when you need all the extra traction, yes, I believe in the wintertime they're the best. Now, they're going to wear the fastest of everything, though. Okay. That's okay. the downside. Well, i got to ask you this, jokingly, have you priced tires lately? They are not cheap. Yeah, well, we yeah, in my... In my world, we buy tires all the time, and I try to buy as many as I can when they're on sale or there's a, you know, any kind of a deal or discount or whatever. But, yeah, with the price of oil going up, tires have as well. Wow. wow. They're not cheap. Again, okay. and, you know, well, go back to the last conversation we had. You know, th- that's part of the problem, I feel, 
you know, in the whole tire safety world is the fact that, you know, A, people just hate buying them because they're expensive and they know they're going to buy them again. And because of the price of oil and other things, yeah, they have just shot through the roof. They're, they're super expensive. Yeah. Well, I, I, I run Michelin's and I buy, I rotate between discount tire or Costco, depending on sure. the kind of tire I want, stuff like that. I know Costco's kind of got a limited range, but uh, I like their Yeah, service. they're you know, they're buying in bulk, and in some cases they have tires that are just made for them. You're not going to find them anywhere else. It's just kind of what offsets them from what everybody else is out there. Not not saying that in a bad way. And, and tires are a commodity, and I, and I know. I mean, I'm just like everybody else. I mean, I'm, I'm buying them. Uh, as cheaply as I can as well in my fleet. They are not cheap, in, you know, period. It's just one of those expenses that you have. Uh, but I also, you know, Bill, given the fact that's what's keeping you on the road and keeping you, quote-unquote, grounded, I don't want to skimp either. Right, right. So you recommend roughly about put them on in November, take them off in April? Yeah, right now, I mean, I, if everybody listening, great question, by the way, way, Bill. We haven't really talked about this much. Yes, if you've not put on your all-seasons or whatever winter tires you run, now is the time to do it. And, and I'm also one, Bill, where if you've got the kind of vehicle that you're driving year-round and you want to run a set in the summer and a set in the winter, at the end of the day, you're not spending any more money because all you're doing is making your highway tires in the summer just last that much longer. So when it's all said and done, you've got a safer, more reliable vehicle in the winter, and you really, at the end of the day, didn't spend any more money. Okay, okay. Well, one last question in relationship to that. Where would you suggest you buy some rims to put them on, like at a salvage yard or something? Just salvage some yard, um, you know, you, you can go to any of the... Um, um, uh, online, you know, used online places. You can also, if, you, if you're looking for, if it's a common wheel and there are takeoffs where, you know, somebody is putting on different tires and wheels and there's some takeoffs available, Facebook Marketplace, right. Craigslist, any of those as well. Okay, okay. Well, thanks for the show, guys. No, you're very welcome. By the way, great question, Bill. I appreciate that. All right, let's get caught up on breaks. We'll come right back. we got calls coming in, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. As you've probably noticed, the fall is upon us. Now we call it fall not just because the leaves are falling, but the temperature is falling as well. So this week, we want to make sure that we're talking about your engine cooling system. Yep, that's right, the cooling system. Because the cooling system in your car does so much more than just cool the engine. Your coolant also acts as a lubricant and protects key engine components. But the reason that it's so important to check your coolant before the temperature gets too cool is that your engine depends on the coolant to keep it from freezing. So, before fall turns too cold, make sure that you have the cooling system in your car checked and that your car is ready to make it through another cool Colorado winter. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass 
fiberglass repair services offer limited warranties or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call absolute electrical heating and air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. We are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. And I believe David in Colorado Springs is next. David, go ahead. Hey, yeah, you're the best. You're coming in loud and clear down here. Nice. Great. Thank you. Hey, yeah, I just I wanted to talk about the greatest tire ever made, and it's not even close. But first, and I, I really don't want to put you on the spot, but I was wondering if you'd be interested in becoming the Robin Hood of catalytic converters because so many people are getting stolen. They I think are. it would help your ratings, and I would put the first hundred down to help her. To write, and sorry, I don't. I, I talked to your call guy. I said, could we ask him off the air? Or you could have something. Do you know? Because so many people are hurting, and so many people are getting stolen. And I think it would really help your ratings. Like if you just had like one a month or something like that. And I would put up the first hundred bucks for hers, and had you know some place on Broadway like the A1 transmissions. They could do advertising. Because so, hers got stolen at uh, Ridgegate on a Forerunner, you know what I mean? Right. I'm a courier, and I swear to you, it's not just her. No, it's I everybody. No, you, you bring up a great point. You know what? I, I, David, I am not opposed to doing that. I think we've got folks that would most likely pitch in. And, yeah, you know what? We could – we could. Um, let me work on that. Really, that's a great idea. Yeah, let me work on that. Yeah, I, I, that's a, you know what? I'd never thought of that. That's a great idea. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, and I will put up the first hundred bucks. She's she's like a Celtic woman, redhead, four forerunner. It's got five hundred fifty thousand miles. She isn't a fickle. Everything bad that you could imagine has happened to her. That's it. She she asked me if I ever did this, not to go into details, but I mean, you would not believe how hard of a life she has. 
And she just needs one good thing to happen to her, you know? You know what, David? You so, know, Email me some information on that, and we, we've got some folks that we could get together with and figure some of that out, sure. Yeah, and what what is your uh, e- email again? Sorry, just, I, it's I'm really easy. Like no, it's simple. Oh, and for everybody oh, listening, this is easy. Je- my name is John, J-O-H-N, at okay. drive-radio or drive-radio.com. John at hyphen. Drive-radio.com. So drive Dash radio.com. Okay, cool. And now let me give the spiel on the tires sure. real quick. The best ones ever made. You know, I'm a courier. I'm the guy that called and you said, remember I have my eternal air filter on the stupid Ford Focus? Yes. Right, I got two. One at 450000 the other at 499 And I just shopped back it and I just stuck with your advice not to go with the cold intake. Nice, right? nice. But I mean, we're talking, I got, mm, I would say I'm closing in on 2 million miles. Wow. A lot of courier miles. And I'm wow. old, right? So I have never driven on a better tire than the Toyo Celsius. It's mm. just—it's not even yeah. close. Yeah, I run, I run Toyos myself. I love the tires; they're great. Yeah, like um, when you're going up, like the first time I got sold on them, you know, because it's a whole new concept of a tire. I think it grabs better than the Blizz X. But so far, I've been getting seventy thousand miles. They're rated for sixty thousand miles, whereas the Blizz X are only rated for like fifteen twenty. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, the Blizz X will wear out. I mean, if you can get thirty k or so out of a Blizz X, you've done pretty well. Yeah, but the thing is, is I think if everyone knew how great the so you're talking about the Celsius Sports. Uh, it is a, it, on a Ford Focus. It's not the SU. I I just know it's a Toyo Celsius. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh, but the first time I drove on them, I was doing an urgent medical delivery up Genesee, and you know when that thing goes black ice with oh, that yeah. steep end yeah. grade, yeah. and then people don't know how to drive. It's like, <laughs> yo, please they don't know how to drive. They don't have the right tires. Right, that. But please just try to go five miles an hour. Don't stop. That's going to be your. Thank right you, David. Test. Yes, do not right. stop. Don't stop. Just kind of keep yes. going. Yes. You know? Thank and you. Sure enough. Yep. Somebody up there stopped, and everybody stopped, and ninety percent of all the traffic. It's was dominoes, stopped. David. After that, it's just a domino effect. Yeah, and I was in my Toyota Celsius. I wiggled around everybody like I was Martin nice. ready. Nice. And people, but the thing that I love about it the most, being a courier, is you know, in the winter time, especially when it's really bad, and we got maybe over eight inches of snow, and there's some dude in a four wheel drive, and he just thinks he's Mario Andretti, yep. right? He, you know, he's going to dust you. He's going to blow snow all. The thing I love about the Celsius, I'll pull up next to him, and I will blow him away because I know that he's wanting to blow me away. And I think that he's going, how's that little front-wheel drive? Yeah, because you got the right tires. Yeah, the Toyo Celsius. Yep. So, you know okay, what? That's cool. a gr- will... great, great tip. I just looked him up. Great tip. Great-looking tire. Oh, dude. I tell you. And I love the Toyos. You know, I mean, I run I them on my trucks and stuff. So, I, no, I love them. They're great tires. Yeah, I, they will blow your mind away. I mean, it's like I've driven on studded snow tires, and these seem to, seem to grab the snow and ice better. Well, they're siped I mean, nicely, they're so that that's what's helping the them out, as you know. Built like a, the outside of them is built like a Michelin, so they're really smooth. I like and that. they stop on dry pavement like like you wouldn't believe, you know? Nice. I spaced out one time, and I have no idea how I came to a dead stop in about 15 feet, you know, when I was going 50 when I, I did one of those. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Like, sure. I don't know what I was thinking. But, hey, you're the very best, and I'm going to Thank you, David. No, send me an email. We'll see if we can do to help her out. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that. And you just got me thinking about stuff that I will definitely work on. I know David in uh, Golden called a moment ago on tires as well. Dave in Golden, you're next. Yes, hi, John. I appreciate uh, the help you've given me before. You're very welcome. Uh, I've got a question, question on tires again. Mm-hmm. And this is, I'm looking for a tire for my, or tires for my 74 
GMC. It's a, a 3500 dually truck. Okay. And the tire size on it is 8.75 by 6.5 LT. And They're probably 16 fives, look, right? It's 16.5, yeah. Yeah, you want you what you want to do Dave on that one is is and, and seriously, because the 16.5s are getting harder and harder to find, buy a set of 16-inch rims, which there's plenty of those available on the market because the that that bolt pattern was the same all the way up into the late 80s. So you can find wheels for that fairly easily. I would put 16-inch wheels and then go to a 16-inch tire. Okay. And 285s. Yeah, would, would, I would run the, the, the 285 series tires on that. Uh, and, and, and also in the back for the two, they were like two, two, they were like two eighty five seventy fives I want to say is what those is what if that had sixteens back in the day that's what it would have had on it or no sorry okay. I'm, I'm backwards I'm I'm, I'm thinking two two thirty five eighty fives is what that would have had on it from the factory if it had sixteens yeah that's what it sounded like my uh, Dodge Dually had there you go it. there you go same type of thing okay. Uh, all right, yeah, because trying to find... Uh, 16 fives are almost impossible anymore, Dave. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I'm finding that out. Well, they, fa- they phased much. those out literally in the 70s. So, you know, you, you know, time you got into the early 80s, they were all... I hope, uh, I hope I don't need the others right away because buying six of them is kind of tough. For six of them is tough, but, but buy wheels first and then buy tires. All right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Dave. No, a great old truck. Keep that square body. Uh, That truck's going up in value every day. So keep that truck going, and and you'll make money on it as time goes by. Patrick in Fort Collins, you're next. Yeah, I have a uh, 5.8-liter gas Ford, and I want to flush the uh, cooling system. I wonder what kind of uh, antifreeze. i got three or four kinds out there now. What year is it? Uh, 95. Uh, That one should just be the green. All right. You shouldn't. You not, right. and don't spend the extra money on all of the other fancy coolants because just a regular old green coolant will work fine for that. Yeah, and the, those um, dip meters, you know, it has a little um, float in it. Yes. Will those work on the new antifreezes? No, it will work on the old green, like what's in your truck, but not on the new stuff. Okay. That's so if you've I, got one of those for your old truck, your old bubble type or the disc type, yeah, for your old truck, they're fine. Will not work on the new ones. What, what do you got to test the new ones? Either you got to strip it or a refractor meter or whatever, but yeah, you, you cannot use that on the new ones. Okay. But you can Thank on your you. truck and just put the old green back in it and you're good. Thank you. You're very welcome, Patrick. Thank you so much. 303 477 5600, Drive Radio, Craig and Wheat Ridge, you're next. Hey, John. Hey. Uh, real quick, I wanted to add something about sure. this uh, tire discussion. I've always liked to go to a slightly wider tire. You know, being the, I guess, what the aspect ratio, the which would be the middle number, um, then stock, so as to have a little bit of tire projecting out from the edge of the rim so that the rim is not the outermost point of the wheel. So when you're curb parking, if you would happen to touch a curb, you're not curbing your rims, the tire takes the, sure. you know, the, the, the abuse or just, you know, even if you touch it. But I've gone to sites, if you put in... Let's say you've got your stock size and you want to go up one size larger. There are some websites on the Internet that you can put in the two tire sizes that you're comparing. It will take you to a tire comparison site where they give you the exact circumference, the exact width, 
the rotations per mile, how much it may affect your speedometer accuracy, all that information. And then it will even give you a side-by-side where basically the tire size that you're looking at versus the stock size, if one were sitting in front of the other, how much taller one might be than the other so as to, you know, give you an idea of mm-hmm. maybe you're going to have some clearance problems under your fender wells. Yeah, and, and all that, so, not denying any of that, what you have to remember, though, is going back to the call we had a, a while ago, not every manufacturer keeps their tires within the exact same spec. So that's a good general guide, but you still need to go to the manufacturer's website for that tire that you're buying and look everything up that you just said because they are not all standard. Yeah, you could cross-reference it. Correct. Uh, You'd need to. It's on that, that website. And then simply uh, go to the tire manufacturer's site and make sure, you know, everything's... But they're usually pretty accurate. And, you know, Tire Rack is also a good mm-hmm. good source because they will, you know, they'll throw up a little red flag and say, you know, this is not, not going to work. Right. Know, right not without some sort of, you know, modification or whatever the case may be. The only issue that for a lot of folks listening to that, I need to make sure that I, I say, you're right, Craig, on the curb checking and being able to have more sidewall, uh, you know, you know uh, bulging out and so on. Just remember, in the winter months, we really going wider does not help us drive in snow and ice. Or yeah, exactly. I mean, you you want want an airward taller tire. If Correct. And yeah, the wider tires are great for summer performance, but not so great for winter. No, they actually um, suck on the snow. Yeah, I see these guys with these big uh, lifted trucks. Oh, yeah, those, really those guys, those guys that have those things sticking way out from the fenders and stuff. I, th- that to me is the biggest waste of of a vehicle in the snow and ice I've ever seen. But yeah, I've, you know, I've got two optional sizes on my uh, H3 Hummer, and I've always gone, and they're both factory recommended sizes. I've always gone with the smaller one, which is actually the narrow one, and and even went so much as to go with a full winter tire, and those tires are fantastic. Nice. I mean, I mean it's hard. To, I mean, it's not it's not a real powerful vehicle to begin with. But I mean, you can be on snow and ice and floor that truck, and those tires will will grab and you won't get wheel spin because it, it'll indicate on your dash uh, when you're losing traction. You know, there's a little traction control right. symbol that comes up on your dash. And I've had a hard time getting those tires to even break loose. So That's good. Um, yeah. Okay, that's all. Good deal. No, Craig, thank you. Appreciate it very much. Great, great tips. Guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Marianne in Wyoming. We'll come back to you. We've got a line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires 
let you know what they recommend based on what they find and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Welcome back. Marianne in Wyoming, you are next. Uh, thank you, John. I've been up here for a year now, and um, and my tire pressure thing on my dash has gone off a couple times. Okay. But within the last four months, this sucker goes off at least once a week. Mm. And I bop in, and even sometimes I don't have to bop in and let them put pressure in it. Sometimes I just pull someplace, stop the car, the dash, the, everything goes off, yep. and then there's no yep. tire pressure problem at all. So yep. is it a sensitive sensitive tire pressure gauge, or is it something going on? What year is it, Marianne, what vehicle? It's a 2012 Altima. Um, you are probably, given that that vehicle's almost 10 years old now, I think the sensors need changed. Okay. They've got a battery. They go bad over time. They will start to get weak. They won't send the proper signal. They won't even read the pressure exactly the way they should. And uh, at that age, I mean, honestly, Marianne, you get to the, even the seven, eight-year mark. They're really kind of starting to get stretched at that point. At 10 years, I would put sensors in it. Gotcha, because it's the first time I've had a car like this, so it's about ready to drive me nuts. Oh, so, yeah, okay, they I'll, will. I'll I, know, I, I was driving a, a press car here today on my way down a Volkswagen that the light was on. I thought, well, okay, I better stop and check just to be sure. And you would think these would have been checked prior to me getting the vehicle. But as I pulled in today after driving all the way down here, which means they were fairly warm, the tires were, they had 29 pounds of pressure. We're supposed to have 36, so I had to add to each one. Gotcha. You know, and I... Uh, and I watch it, 
and I try to be as careful as I can with it, but it's just uh, it's at this point uh, just absolutely insane. Yeah, and I'm insane. guessing part, you know when you're when you're what's happening also. You drive it for a little bit. The tires are heating up. You shut it off. You turn it back on. They're probably gaining a little pressure, but they've they've lost enough of their you know quote unquote you know sensitivity slash communication because the batteries are low. Put new sensors in it. It'll fix the problem. Gotcha. Because about a month ago, I did put you know pick up a screw. And they caught it right away and, nice. you know, repaired and so on and so Good forth. Job. Thank you very much. You're I very welcome, Marianne. No, do that. Me. And thank you. Stay safe as well. We appreciate you calling as you do from time to time. Mac in Loveland, you're next. Hey, John. How you been? Good, Mac. How you been? I've been hibernating. I know. Nothing I haven't heard from you for a while. Yeah, it's quiet up here. It's nice. <laughs> Good job. Um it uh, well, the deer and the elk are in the way, but you know that's all right. It's okay. Did you see on uh, the internet that the car that uh, showed up in Lake Mead? Well, there's several, but yeah, which one? Well, it was a 1938. I don't know if it was Bugatti, but it was a convertible. Oh. That was a I never, I didn't recognize. I didn't, it. I didn't see that one. Up. No. Yeah, that was the other day. I only have internet a couple times a week, but uh, yeah, it was a Roadster. And it had like a rounded nose on it, like a. That's not a cheap car, car. not today, anyways. No, and most of it was still there. So I'm figuring somebody's trying to figure out how to get it out of the mud. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I just looked the, it up. Uh, You're right. That's kind of a different style, you know. It's like. Yeah, that that was a, a Veyron. They call it. That's a very expensive car. I don't know why that ended up in the water. Who knows. Well, it's probably somebody witnessed something. Probably. <laughs> yeah, you're probably correct. They were someplace few, they shouldn't have been. A few all drums they found, too, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah, the dead bodies and everything else. Yeah, that's the downside when the lake goes down. Those, those mafia guys should have went out a little further. Years ago, when Lake Powell went down at the end of the marina dock, they found all the recycled batteries they threw in the water. Wow. Yeah, there's a lead poisoning problem. Wow. Yeah, that's not good either. Yeah. The thing on your uh, car question, Yeah, back in the 70s, you could get a new hood and um, uh, trunk lid for your Volkswagen. True. To make it into a uh, Baja, but then they also had the Royals, uh, Rolls-Royce version with uh, yes, they did. Continental. Yes, <laughs> Forgot set. about those. They did. You're right. But the best one was the 40 Ford grill if you had a convertible. That one actually looked fairly good, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like the Baja ones. Those are actually pretty pretty cute little cars back in the day. They, uh, Yeah, my buddy had one in high school, and um, somebody stole the dual-point Mallory distributor out oh, of it. Oh, yeah, sure. Out of it. Sure. But there was a billboard back then where they had a picture of one of those on the billboard, and the caption said, "Is nothing sacred?" Because hmm. they had it all hacked up, and you know, and it was uh, you couldn't even recognize it. So right, it right. Funny. Uh, what's the deal with the diesel shortage? What's going on there? Uh, we export too much f- uh, finished product. We don't have anybody paying attention to that like they should be, especially in our. Our illustrious White House, we should have put some moratoriums on how much we were exporting because we export a lot 
of finished products to other country. We should have kept that here. What I have heard through the grapevine is that we are out there buying. Buyers are buying as much finished product as possible to keep it from being exported. So that supply should start to increase as the, the next few weeks go by, Mac. Well, that's good. Is there a stay bill for diesel? Uh, there's an anti-algae additive. In fact, you can get that from BG. It's not it's not the same as what you know a stable or the supercharged product from BG on gasoline is, but it is a product that keeps the algae from building up. Yes. Yeah, because I got a all I got is a diesel generator, so I have some. Yeah, you need that. to treat that. BG's got a product for that, so treat that. Yes. Oh, okay. On your tires, uh, mine only have two numbers. On the Jeep, it's a 750-16. 750-16. Man, that's going back. Well, mine go back to 41. There so you go. There you go. Yeah, we don't have, we don't live in those days anymore, Mac. It was a lot easier then. I got spares. Yeah. Yeah, now, a lot if easier. I'm matching up, if I'm matching up something, I just need to worry about the height and the circumference, don't I? Not that's the correct. Width. That's correct, yes. Because yeah, I pick up stuff all the time and say, well, I got three of these, I got to Take through and find a matching one. That's it. I don't drive. I don't drive that much, so it works out in the. Yeah, in no, the, that's fine. Oh, you're in good shape. Yeah, you bet. Okay, well, right, Mac. Thank care. you. No, appreciate it very much. Let's get Jeff in from Western Montana before the top of the hour. Jeff, go ahead. Hey, afternoon. Uh, I guess it's still technically morning. Yeah, it's close uh, enough. Yeah, two quick points. First of all, on tires, um, you were talking about narrow tires on snow, and that's absolutely true. But I found out in the 60s when I first subscribed to Popular Science, and Smokey Eunuch had a column in Popular Science that uh, hydroplaning is also related yes. to the width of the tire. Yes, so it is. You're heading so. down the road. The wider the tire you have, the greater the tendency you have to hydroplane float at on lower top. speeds. That's right. Right. So the two things you need to do to avoid hydroplaning is go to as narrow tire as possible and make sure you have good tread. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't know. A, what you know, they, they, there's an old. Um, this was a, also a a problem because of a commercial way back in the day where you know I think it was Michelin they showed the siping on the side you know the the, the outlets on the side of the tire and that was supposed to squish the water out. That's not technically how a tire works. A tire, when it goes through water, that keeps it from hydroplaning. The idea, Jeff, is the tire needs to hold as much water as possible, shed it off the back as you're going through it. To your point, that's why you need to make sure you have good tread to keep from hydroplaning. It's not those cuts in the side of the tire that really help the tire from hydroplaning. It's the width and what it carries in water that helps the most. Right. Second, po- second point is... Uh, a lot, of, a lot of problems with fuel in general and diesel in particular is that a lot of refineries have gone to biodiesel now, right? Because of uh, governmental things, uh, pressures. Yep. And what, and what people don't realize is going to biodiesel eliminates about ninety percent of the refinery's capacity. So, um, you're not only you know converting it from one purpose to another, but because you're going biodiesel, you've actually lost refinery capacity. So that's a big deal. Makes going sense. On. Yeah, no, that makes know. sense. And then uh, it's a little bit arcane, uh, but uh, the Chevy SSR. I've been doing some research because mm-hmm. I own one now, and uh, they said that they modeled that on like the early '50s pickup trucks. They did. Late '40s, early '50s Chevys. They did. Well, that. And there are some similarities, but 
GM in Australia has a company called Holden. Yes, they do. And they put out what they call their Ute. And if you look at a 50 series uh, Holden Ute uh, utility vehicle, um, there is a striking resemblance to the SSR. So I'm not sure if the published uh, uh, similarity is actually where they got their inspiration from. I think it's a combination of things. But I would guess it's so. It's just kind of uncanny. Yeah, that yeah, is. No, that's interesting. Jeff, as always, appreciate you calling. We'll take our quick top of the hour break. Uh, it's noon. Uh, we got another full hour coming your way. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Question of the day is tell me a car that you know has been copied, car truck that's been copied off of another. 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.